The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the seventh chapter. Jesus set out and went to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice, but a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephetah, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened. His tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So last weekend, we heard two readings, one from the Gospel of Mark and one from the book of James, both reinforcing the importance of putting our Christian beliefs into action, of not only being hearers of God's word, but doers of God's word, right? That this faith of ours is not something that we simply passively sit on the sidelines, but it is a call to actively participate in what God has done for you and for me. Last weekend, Pastor Westermeyer lifted up three areas that we seek to work at bringing to life here at St. Philip the Deacon in that capacity. Now, there are many areas, and just like he said last week, we don't do any of them perfectly, but we seek to do our absolute best at creating hospitality, generosity, and forgiveness. This morning, I want to touch on one of those three areas that he lifted up last week, namely hospitality. It ties in beautifully with both of our readings this morning from James as well as from Mark. Now, I would be willing to bet that many of us here in this place think of ourselves as masters when it comes to the art of hospitality, always ready with the necessary tools, a beverage, 
something really good to eat, right? A comfortable place to sit and perhaps a few words and questions to ask our guests to make them feel right at home. But as I thought about this notion, this language of hospitality, as it pertains to simply offering a beverage or a really or something really good to eat, I started to think that it seems that we often we often confuse the sacred act of hospitality with entertainment. Now don't get me wrong, I love to entertain. I love to host and have people over. I love to make dinner and make people feel right at home. But true biblical hospitality requires more than just that. It requires compassion. It requires care. It requires the ability to simply listen to what the other is saying. It is offering care to and for the other. It it literally means to welcome the stranger, the uninvited, those in need, those who are often found on the margins of society. So biblical hospitality then calls you and me and challenges us, challenges us to set set aside our discomfort for how one may be different or strange to us and meeting them right where they are, just like Jesus does with you and me. Now, we see this in today's reading from Mark. Jesus did not come to the Gentile territory to preach, but to escape all the enormous crowds that had been following him as he had been teaching and preaching and healing along the way. Jesus' primary plan at this moment was to go to the Jewish people first and then later to the Gentiles. But in this moment, a very intelligent and persistent Gentile woman interrupted his plan and begged him to heal her daughter. Now, if you remember, Jesus at first ignores her request on the grounds that he had only come for the Jewish people, which created a significant problem. Because the dogs, to whom Jesus was referring to, were not our beloved canine companions. I love canine companions. I have one. Her name is Rhea. She's a sweetheart. But Jesus was not referring to those types of dogs. He was referring to the woman and to every Gentile. They are the dogs. It was an offensive and vulgar metaphor used to insult and degrade those for whom it was intended. In this case, each and every non-Jewish person. In other words, that woman, that Gentile woman, had absolutely no business being in the presence of a Jew, let alone Jesus. But what I love about this story is that woman, 
She keeps nipping right at Jesus' heels, which showcases not only her ability to debate, but this deep and profound faith. And as a result, Jesus recognizes that her argument is far greater than his own and in turn grants her request, overcoming those dividing lines that separate us from one another. This morning's reading from Mark challenges each and every one of us to think how we treat and welcome the other. How we treat and welcome especially the stranger. Those who are different than ourselves. Those who believe differently than what we believe. Those who act differently than how we act challenges us to think how we welcome one another. Now, James insists that his readers be not only hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. James insists that our faith in Christ Jesus be put into practice, that we grab hold of God's love and we in turn share it with the rest of the world in not only the things we say, but in all the things we do. Why do we do this? Well, as Martin Luther said, we do the works, the good works, right? We do those out of our spontaneous love for God. That is why we do the good works, out of our spontaneous love for God. It is in and through our love for Christ that we are called to love one another. And because of that, It prompts us to do good things, to do good works for our neighbor and for the stranger. Now, if we go back to what we are, the reading from James, if we simply say to the poorest of the poor and all of those in need, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, we ignore a world that for many people is not filled with such peace. And so it is that God's love calls us to love one another. And because of that, we are challenged to make a connection, right? To make a connection between the essential pieces of our faith to the very attitudes and behaviors that pour from it out into the world. In other words, our actions, right? Our actions should reflect the very faith that we have in God and God's love for us. So the things that we say and do right here in worship should be consistent with the things that we say and do outside of these walls, whether it's on social media or conversations with family and friends or people that we've just met Or how we respond to that driver that cuts us off in traffic, right? Henry Nowen wrote in his book, Reaching Out, the Three Movements of the Spiritual Life, he wrote this. Hospitality means primarily the creation of free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not to change people, 
but to offer them space where change can take place. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom, not disturbed by dividing lines. That's just beautiful. We live in a world where it seems as if though those dividing lines are more pronounced than ever. That is why Jesus was so radical. Because he breaks down every barrier. Everyone is welcome, especially the other. Especially the stranger. Especially the one that no one wants. And so our actions and our behavior should not contradict our identity as Christians. We must work, we must seek to replace hostility with hospitality. We're all are welcomed as brothers and sisters in God's family. Francis of Assisi once said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. My hope and prayer for the church and for you and me is that we boldly proclaim that message, that we boldly proclaim the gospel. And when we have to, We use our words, but it is our actions that will reveal the love of God in Christ Jesus to the world around us. And so on this morning, I pray that God will continue to open our eyes, to open our ears, to open our hands, our hearts, and indeed open our very lives among us so that we may reach out, proclaim, and inspire the words to all. Welcome home. Let it be so. Amen.